good day, everybody. Welcome to the Godman Podcast. We are your hosts. This is Big Mike. And yo, what up? This your boy, Rock. Ronnie, get a little closer. And today we have a new episode coming at you. This is dating. But before we get into that, Rockney, how was your week? It was a week. It was definitely a week. Um, let's just say, you know, the God has definitely been refining me. It's definitely been a, a refining week for sure, for sure. But how about you, though? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my week's been good. I can't complain, really. Uh, you know, um, I'm saying um a lot. That's not good. Uh, Why are you saying um for it? Why are you saying um for it? You trying to hide something? No, the week's been... The beginning of the week was... Actually, the week has been pretty good. Uh, and I did it again. I gotta stop speak, saying um so much. and uh, Like, it doesn't sound like I know what I'm speaking about. And I hate when, like people who are public speakers do that a lot like if you notice like the presidents and stuff like that sometimes every sentence is and da 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 and it's just like for me it makes you sound <laughs> like you don't know what you're talking about right and you're supposed to be the president right and it's with anybody word. i don't like word. it because it makes you sound like you don't know what you're talking about but you do so i'd rather people just like take your time and get the words out think about it first right we're going over critical thinking right now. I'm in school for psychology, guys. And right now we're going over critical thinking and what it really is. And one of the things is analyzing your own thoughts to it's analyzing your own thoughts and seeing why you think the way you do and if things can be improved upon. And so that's one of the things that I'm really starting to realize is even with speech, like analyze it before you say it, take your time. Like everything isn't a, a race to see who can say things first. So in those times when it's like, um, it's just like slow it down and let your brain do the work and think about what you're saying instead of just blurting out whatever comes to mind first, because that's how we say things we shouldn't or say things we don't really mean to say so now getting back to the original point to answer your question rodney my week has been good uh the beginning of the week i had what three conversations with pastor david three days in a row where he basically talked some sense into me and corrected me about a few things because I had been growing weary with ministry and growing weary with being leaned on so much to do as much as I do in the ministry. And I was at a point where I wanted to go to Apostle and hand the key over and be like, I'm done with this. Take me off the sound ministry. Take me out of this. Take me out of this. I need a break. I quit. And it was him and Elder Let that talked me down off that and re encouraged me and, you know, said everything that needed to be said that I needed to hear. Because they really give me an example of that because they've been going through that same thing too, uh, with this within the ministry. So it was encouraging and it refocused me. And then, you know, like I said in our last podcast with the fast coming up, like we started that. 
and already you can tell it's like things are shifting you know like things are changing and something's about to happen in these 30 days so yeah things are good yeah these these next 30 days are definitely going to be transformational for the both of us especially since you reminded me that i'm tagging along for this fast so everybody pray for me okay <laughs> definitely pray for me for these um these next couple of weeks but i definitely know um the holy spirit is definitely going to bring revelation to me and definitely going to speak to me in tremendous amount of ways Ronnie, I think you need to get just a little closer to your mic, by the way. My lips are touching the mic. They don't get any closer than Oh, this. I mean, if that's the case, maybe you need to project then. First of all, Minister of Music, okay? Don't try to dictate how Oh, I Minister of Music. That one's new. Oh, wow. I mean, I could say some other things, but I, I'm not, not going to say that. I mean, get it off your chest. Hold up. I, I'm not going to. I, I don't have to. I don't there have you go. To. Look at you. You're saying it with your chest. Now I'm projecting. Look, first of all, it's late doing this podcast, but that's all right, because I feel like my energy is up now. The, what happened, I ain't get no coffee, so I'm not at a high level, but I think our little um, back and forth ranting has helped a little bit. So I'm going to try to keep the same energy with my projection. There we go. Say it with your chest. Keep it on going. This is, yeah, this is why we uh, we both need uh, an equipment upgrade. My computer's coming soon. I'm still, I can't really talk because I'm still using other people's equipment as far as a mic and an interface and then the church soundboard, the extra soundboard at the church, this little mixer. So I can't really talk, but hey, yeah. Um, regardless, we're, we're making yeah. it happen. We're making it happen. Ah, most definitely. Most definitely. That's the, 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 yes. Yeah. D- Rodney, when's the last time you dated somebody? Ooh, that's a great question. Dated? Now, when we say dating, you mean like dating is like I'm talking to somebody, getting to know, or dating like, yo, you're my girl, I'm your boy, holding hands, going walking down the pier on a sunset on the beach, that type of dating? So, you know what? I'm glad you asked that question. Let's define dating, all right? Okay, man, let's, let's go. Let's, let's let us it. define dating, right? <laughs> what is dating to you? For me... Dating is getting to a relationship with somebody and with the intention of marriage. So if they're not intending to get married, it's not dating? Hmm. Because for for me, I think dating is a great period of getting to know somebody if you are compatible enough to get to that engagement stage. Because, um, of course, like I said, dating is pretty much, well, for, in my mind, getting to n- know that person on a more, rom- I, I'm not going to say only romantic, but you're definitely getting to know that person in this time period of, okay, I can see myself marrying this person. So okay. that's what how I, I see it. I... I view it similarly. So I believe dating is any part of that where you're either engaging in a romantic relationship with somebody, even if it's the beginning stages of what we call just talking, um, and including going up to the point where you're courting. So I'm looking at the definition right now, right? Pull it up. 
So the first one just says uh, from Oxford to go out with someone who is a romantically or sexually interested. Okay. To go out with someone who is romantically or sexually interested. Dating is a stage of romantic relationships in which two individuals engage in activity with each other, most often with the intention of evaluating each other's suitability as a partner in a future intimate relationship. Oh, wow. Okay. That was spot on. Right. So, not, not necessarily... So, from the first part of the definition, it just, they're saying current day meaning means just to go out with someone who you're romantically or sexually interested in now the old school let's go let's go definition is the stage of romantic relationships in which two individuals engage in activity together most often with the intention of evaluating each other's suitability as a partner in a future intimate relationship so I want to ask you, Rodney. Okay. You said, so now I want to ask you again. Now that we've gotten the definition of dating, let's going to go with the second one, not the first. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's go with the first one. Because honestly, it's a lot. To go out with someone. Just to go out with someone who you're romantically or sexually interested. Let's not even talk about the whole pursuing people and just the activity or whatever with the intention of evaluating their suitability as a partner. Let's just say going out with someone who you're sexually or romantically interested in. When is the last time you've done that? Um, Honestly, it's been a while um, since I've done that. It's definitely been a while with that type of mindset because not a lot of women who I've tried to pursue received it in that way um, or they didn't want to receive it in that way so for me like I would prefer you know going out to dinner going for a walk wanting to get to know they just weren't on that level of doing that they would have thought quote unquote that would be too serious or they just wasn't really rocking with that idea so with the whole dating like that um i think dating in 2022 especially for a millennium is different now um, so it's been a while since i've dated in that way my very last serious relationship with like true intentions was really in 2018, I'll say 2018, 2019. That was the last time I've dated somebody and I've actually went on dates, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was the last time when I've dated somebody. Because I feel like right now in this season, Culture is really pushing on the term talking. And talking is like a, a little small, downgraded, watered down version of dating. But if we're being honest, talking is dating. 
I people just people nowadays, like you said, are trying to water things down. But talking is dating because while you're quote unquote talking to the person, mm-hmm. you're getting to know them. You're trying to see if they are compatible with you and suitable with you as a partner for a future intimate relationship, which is the very definition of dating. Yeah. So the title that kind of puts more of a seriousness on it, if it makes any sense. But the crazy thing is, is and, and it's crazy because the whole title situation with especially nowadays, like, oh, my goodness, I think. I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> nah, for real though. Lord, I was machine. born in the wrong generation. Because, yeah, nowadays with the way everything is framed and, oh, the titles matter and the titles this and the girls just want a title and all this, what are we like? It's, mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous and it's out of hand. And I think a lot of it's just because we're in this age of social media where people want to be seen and want to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So they want to be acknowledged by having a title. They want to be acknowledged by their peers, by other girls, by family members, whatever. Right. They want to be able to flaunt that around. That's why you see so many young ladies who are like, Oh, well, if he doesn't post you all over his social media, y'all not really together because he's messing with somebody else and don't want you to know, or don't want them to know. Which absolutely insane. I had that too. It's absolutely insane. And it's like, why can't I just not post? Because I'm just not that kind of a person. Oh, well, you're going to want to show her off if you are you really like her interested. Nah, I'm just a private person. I don't put my life all over there. Same here. Same Y'all here. can look I'm at my social private. medias, man. I don't. I really don't post anything. And Mike, I'll say you barely post yourself. So let alone you trying barely? to post bro, somebody else. Bro. I have, my Instagram has been up since like 2012, right? 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know how many actual pictures I have of myself on my Instagram? You have a, I remember this, like, you know how like on your page. First you off, know, I got like 40 pictures in total over tw- 10 years. And I was going to say, you know, like on your social media page, like let's say Instagram, for example, you can see your, um, the amount of photos on your main page. You can see that. This how shows how minimum amount of you post. I still see the photo of us from 2016 waiting in your car after work. And because <laughs> uh, remember old, old girl, her boyfriend had to pick her up. Yeah, we're not like, even going to talk about that. But yeah, it's yeah. I was just trying to paint the picture. But like, that's how long that's how minimal you post. Like, that's one of the first ones you see. And that was like 20. That's six, that's six, seven years ago. Seven years ago, and that's one of the first ones you see. On and I got page. like I got a couple of face pics from like with my welding hood on me welding, but yeah. so I don't I don't yeah. take pictures, I don't post, so yeah. But getting back to the original point, like it's dating in this culture, like with a lot of people that are our age, it's kind of twisted by definition. Mm-hmm. Um. So you said it's been a while for you, right? It's been a while. You don't really know how many years. I can tell you the last year I was dating, like actively dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was dating Lois back in 20, I want to say 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Actively pursuing her, talking to her about God, leading her, telling her, yo, like, 
seeing for suitability for marriage because I thought, hey, she could be my wife. That's the last time I actively pursued somebody dating. Now, that's other people have all just been flings. It's being real, transparent. This is before Christ. They were all just flings. They weren't. Uh, I was never romantically pursuing anybody because after the lowest thing, I said, you know what? Yeah, I'm not about to do all this right now. I'm just going to have fun. But it's not like I don't want to. The past few years, I have wanted to. But I've able to identify things in people before even trying to date them to go, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The first and foremost is, is God the head of your life? And if you can, if I can answer, if I can look at you and answer that question as a no, it's not going to work. It's not. I look at your lifestyle. Like I've had girls that have been interested and I look at their lifestyle and I say, yeah, that's not going to work. It's, it's not. Because as much as we like to say things like, oh, well, I can help lead them to Christ. You can't like yeah, you that. can't make anybody change. Like I want especially ladies. If there are any ladies listening to this, I want y'all to understand that you can't make anybody change. Their change of heart has to come because they want to and or because God has changed it. But we as humans are not going to change somebody's heart towards the Lord. Now, you can be an example to show them and then they can see what you're doing and want and start to want that themselves. But that's them changing once again. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in changing people and I don't believe in being like super unyoked. It's one thing if I'm dating someone who's maybe a babe in Christ or maybe just learning and they want to get into it and they're on fire. They, you know, they want it or they're interested. That's one thing. But a lot, most of the women I was dating, uh, well, that were interested in me that I was also interested because most of it was on a physical level and personality thing. They weren't, they weren't it. And then I had one where I'm pretty sure God blocked. And that was, uh, uh <laughs> that was a friend who her parents are actually, uh, ministers or pastors. Right. And we had conversations about God and everything. And I was like, okay, she might be it. Right. I started getting deep, 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 deep in ministry at this time. I'm attached to this ministry. And the moment I start trying to take her out, and we had been, you know, we had been, uh, we had been, I guess you would say vibing. I hate that word. But we had been like vibing for a while. And the moment I was getting ready to try and take her out and I was speaking to her about it, she ghosted because she wanted to go live her best life. And she wanted to go and, you know, do what she wanted to do, but not as according to what God had called for her. So it was one of those deals where what I was doing in my current life wouldn't have meshed with her anyway because if she's not pursuing her purpose and she's pursuing the things of the world and having her hot girl summer and blah you know xyz not necessarily saying that's what she was doing but xyz right just having her fun drinking partying all this 
it's not going to work. That is, you know, like the very thing of being like unequal yokes. One person pursuing the God and the other person not. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I tried this year a few months ago, and you know about that. And I took somebody out on a date. And a month later, she had a boyfriend with somebody else, which is fine. You know, that's how it works. Because in the beginning stages of dating, you typically, a lot of people typically are going to be dating multiple people because you don't get exclusive just because you just start with somebody, you know. So I'm looking at the four stages of dating relationship right now, right? Mm-hmm. And this is on, now this isn't like a credible source. This is on a blog on mentalhelp.net. And they list stage one as the initial meeting slash attraction. Sounds about accurate. Stage two is curiosity, interest, and infatuation. Stage three is enlightenment and becoming a couple. Stage four is commitment or engagement. And then obviously they don't have stage five here, but stage five would be marriage, right? They say just the four stages. So what we call the talking point nowadays that what everyone calls talking is really stage two, the curiosity, interest, and infatuation, right? It's still a part of the dating. And then we all, we jump from, and we like to stay dating starts at stage three, which is enlightenment and becoming a couple, but dating starts right here with the initial meeting and attraction. And then it goes to curiosity, interest, and infatuation. I want to stop right there, Rodney. Okay. Because that last part of stage two, the infatuation part. I like you and I want you. How many times have we seen people get caught up in the infatuation part in stage two and try to jump to marriage? A lot. You've definitely seen a lot. And a lot of that comes from not having enough emotional intelligence. A lot of that comes from maybe things in the past that hurt you. And a lot of that comes from more, you know, from really, I would say premarital sex. Mm -hmm. So let's go into that for a second, right? So I, in my opinion, the worst thing you can do for a relationship in the beginning when you're in that infatuation thing is sleep with the person. Mm-hmm. Because in my my experience and from the experiences that I've seen around me, once you sleep with that person, you're in the infatuation stage, people start catching feelings, mm-hmm. believing they're in love when they're just infatuated. And instead of actually dating, you guys are building everything around that, oh, lovey-dovey, and we're having sex thing. And so you have people who are literally wasting years on infatuation and on sexual intercourse to find out that the person that they're dating is not compatible with them. And maybe they're not a great person or they are, and you're just not the person for them. When all of that could have found been found out within a few weeks of actually dating the person, mm-hmm. actually speaking to them. And 
we miss signs a lot from people and relationships and things of that nature because we're caught up with this googly eye because we're honeymooning and just so in love with each other well in lust with each other yeah that's definitely that's something i could truly attest um on both sides of the spectrum plus like i said the one side moving in i mean sliding in too soon with the sex and now I'm walking this faith walk, seeing how the the you could really see the benefits of waiting, because you see that person for who they really are and what they really want. And I was I want to speak on the like I said the the sex part, just about doing it too quickly and how it can cloud and causes confusion. Like I said, with my very first, and everybody can know she was not the suitable one for me. Let's just say that she was not suitable for me. And, Amen. And like I said, and when it's your first two, like first everything, you automatically think, oh yeah, we're gonna get married, we're gonna spend the rest of our lives with each other, yada yada yada, woody woody woo. But then I'm seeing that the sex was the glue that kept us together. Even though she had her problems, I had my problems. Like I said, the sex always made us... The sex was medicine. Like, even though the relationship was, was toxic, the medicine numbed the pain that both what she was going through and what I was going through. And we always said, yeah, you know, we'll work it out. Yeah, we'll get better. But then I realized, like, if I would have just been more patient and more and evaluated her more I and listened to other people because they saw what I didn't see but also just know that person was not for me now moving forward in dating now I'm starting to gain more knowledge and adding wisdom with when it comes to dating and choosing a partner because now that the older I'm getting I'm seeing that the goal of marriage is not for me but it's for God and Marriage is a reflection of um, Christ with the church. So it's like you have to be with someone who is equally yoked and who has that thirst and hunger for God. Because if you're the only one that's pursuing God and that person is not, you're, it's going to cause frustration on you. It's going to cause frustration on them. And both parties are going to gonna feel overwhelmed and drained. So as I'm getting older, Mike, um, adding the waiting until marriage to have sex, it did cause, con I'm not going to say it, it can cause confusion for me, but it's definitely a, it feels like a burden sometimes. Because at first, you know, of course, it like, ain't it's easy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. So, of course, no, the number one reason why you do want to do this is because you do want to please God. Okay, hey, he says, no sex only for marriage between man and wife. They're joined. Cool, great. I'm listening to God. But when you're in, in a generation where it's praised and it's applauded to have sex premarital and having orgies and polygamy and you hear it in music you see it in tv and like it's really praise so when you're doing something god's way the world is going to deem you as 
weird. So there was a time when I had my celibacy ring. So a lot of people, um, and particularly like sometimes men would say this, they would see the ring. The first thing they would say, oh, Ronnie, I know you was married. You married? How long you been married? I said, oh, nah, this is my, my purity ring. And they would like say, oh, wait, so you're waiting till marriage to have sex? And I said, yes. The first thing, Mike, they, <laughs> what do guys they laugh. say? Man, the guy's like, ooh, man, that, that, that could have been me. Man, that, I, that could not could be me. Could not be me, bro. That could not gotta be get me. mine in. <laughs> right. Like, and it's like, we hear that, and even from the woman's standpoint, and this is how, um, how much culture is influencing people. Um, like, and sometimes this is where the blessing comes into waiting, because like I mentioned before, you're able to see the flags and you're able to see certain ways how you cannot be compatible with that person. When you take sex out of the equation, majority of the time, people are going to have to approach you in a different way. So, for example, um, the women who I've indulged with, like I said, they've been in relationships where they have where the men only wanted sex. And the women, sometimes the women would think, okay, if I want to get him or if I got to keep this relationship, I have to have sex with my boyfriend or the person who I'm talking or, or quote unquote dating. And then that's something that their mind has been programmed and thinking this is all that men want. And so when they come up to me wanting to have sex and I, I put the stop sign out, I, I say, no, I can't do that. I'm waiting for marriage. And for them... It's kind of like they have to evaluate themselves and like, oh, wow, he's not asking for this. Now I really have to talk with him, communicate with him. And and sometimes the women will be stumped because they would have to dig inside themselves to um, approach this situation differently. So when you're dating and you're trying to be pure, it's um, it can be a little bit of a burden sometimes. Um, like I say, it's struggles and challenges. And when you're on fire for Christ, the people, well, Mike, I don't know if you've been through this, but from what I've seen recently, um, sometimes when you're dating, from what I've heard the most, um, they say, hey, I'm just not ready to be serious on that level. And I think when they say that level, I think they're talking about more of a Christian standpoint of relationship based off a worldly relationship. I think that's true. And I think that's because they understand that if, oh, this is a Christian man who's dating to find a wife, they understand that you're not here to play around and you're not here trying to just have a good time and sleep around that you're looking for a wife. And they look at that and they get intimidated because in their mind, they're like, I'm not trying to be a wife right now. I'm just trying to have fun. So for them, they're dating with the intent, and a lot. this is a lot of the generation right now, dates with the intent of just having sex, just having a good time, and just living their, quote, really living their best life. Whereas as a Christian man, we're supposed to date with the intention of marriage. And if you're not dating with the intention of marriage and you're supposed to be a man of God, then what are you really doing? Because you're not supposed to be conformed to the ways of the world. And the ways of the world right now is to just date just to have fun and have a fling. 
dating is a process of searching for a spouse. So if you're not doing that, then really spiritually, you're really wasting your time. If we're being honest. Yeah, definitely are. Definitely are. Uh, So I believe personally that if you're not ready to be wed, if you don't think you're almost ready or at that place where, oh, I can be a husband now, then. And people aren't going to like this, in my opinion, you don't have really a reason to be dating. And I understand, you know, taking people out on dates. There's a difference between taking a girl out on a date and dating. See, I've taken girls out on dates, right? With the last one, with a couple of friends that I've had little friend dates with. Taking somebody out on a date is one thing because that's just taking them out, having to, you know, spending time with somebody, enjoying their company, you know, and ha- just being able to relax, enjoy their company and talk to them, right? Get to know them better, whatever. But dating is different because dating comes with purpose. So if you're dating without purpose, then you're wasting your time as a man of God. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back to the sex thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, it's applauded and all that, right? So how many times have we heard now, even women say this? Oh, you have to have sex before marriage. Oh, yeah, because what if we're not sexually compatible? Got to got to test drive the car. <laughs> right. So that is like the biggest. So first off, women mm-hmm. didn't used to think this way. And now this woman, you know what? I'm not going to get into that right now. That's um, a whole other topic. I'm not going to get it. You, you know where I was going. I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah. Um, but where we are now in society, it's told you you're supposed to go ahead and have sex before marriage to find out if you're quote unquote sexually compatible. Right. You remember a few months ago, Pastor David did a teaching on this, I right? Did, and on yes. Wednesday night, he said, make sure the kids ain't around cause they don't need to hear this. This is coming <laughs> for the adults. And one of the things he was saying, remember was it doesn't matter. Like you're not supposed to know if you're sexually compatible. Why? Because the way God intended for it is y'all getting married because originally it's supposed to be y'all get married virgins and you will be sexually compatible. Let the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit going to tell you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Fellas, the Holy Spirit going to tell you exactly how to please your women in bed, where the G spot is, all that mess. You just pray about it and you ask and you, you, you going to find out. And also, you know, it's about listening to her. Like you can't be all about you, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get into a sex podcast right now, but just saying, right, for the sake of this argument, because they say you need to sleep around to find out who's compatible with you sexually. No, 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 no. You're supposed to get married and then have sex. And the reason behind that is you were never meant to be out with a bunch of different people because now the next person in your mind and you can't even prevent this is always going to be compared to everybody else you've slept with. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be compared to the best person that's done this, the best person that's done that. And at the end of the day, it's usually going to be an impossible task to find somebody who's going to be the complete best and then marry them. It's 
it's it doesn't usually work that way. So you're gonna right. sleep around, you're gonna sleep around, and you're never gonna tell them this typically because you don't want to hurt their feelings. But there's gonna be someone that did this in this bed in bed better than this person, or they did this and this person just won't do that. It's out of the question. Oh, this person did this, she did this for me, but my wife doesn't. And there's always gonna be something compared, and you're you weren't never meant to compare your spouse, your wife, to anybody else because that was the person that was the only person you were supposed to ever be with and you guys will discover things sexually with each other you guys choose to push boundaries that's whatever that's with you guys but it's supposed to be just between the two of you and then never being compared to anything else so yeah. the way things are going now with Oh, you have to test drive the car. You got it. You don't know if they're sexually compatible. It is a myth and it is it it is is a trick that the enemy has played upon us, especially our generation, to going and trying to justify premarital sex, even amongst Christians in the church, because I've heard some people in the church say things like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um well, yeah, no, we're together, but, you know, we still, you know, sometimes do this and this and this, but it's okay because God knows my heart. Another thing I hate people saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. He yeah. does know your heart, and he knows that your heart is saying, I just want to do this, and I'm going to do what I want instead of following his commandments. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, we uh, we have to get back to the root of the reason for sex, the reason for dating the reason for marriage and not cheapen everything we live in a super hyper sexually uh sexually hypersexual world right now right i'm telling you man because everywhere i go i'm like dang is it is it is that the root of everything man they use it for everything bro like everything's a sex joke everything can be related to sex food can be related to sex mm-hmm. like Look no further than a that's what she said joke. And look, or I won't say this. I feel like we can't, like, you know how, like, every time we say something, we be like, like, you can't say nothing without thinking nothing sexual. Like, you can't say, um, what, what, what can you say? Like, like, you can't say, hey, so I, I gotta get these bag of nuts in my hand. Like, yo, my. <laughs> automatically go go sit there. <laughs> <I got> to... <laughs> Yo, fam, we immature for that one. <laughs> a, l- a little like is that's how warped our minds are with that. Like it's like you said, everything goes to that. So it's like that's just how. Like I said, that's how corrupt um the mind is. This is how I tell you, bro. When I used to sandblast, right? So we used to have the sandblast tube. So when you pull the nozzle out to go to another tube, you got to spray the tube you're going into. And you got to insert the nozzle in there to clean the tube out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it gets really dusty in there, and you can't see sometimes, and it's hard to find the hole. Mm-hmm. And so, like, inst- you see, look at you right there. <laughs> look at you right there already. I ain't even get to the punchline yet, and here you are. So, the guys that had been there for years, they'd always say the same thing. Put some hair on it. <laughs> that was their answer to finding out everything sexual. Everything is made sexual. We live in a super sexualized society where Mm -hmm. sex is no longer seen as what God intended, which is this, you know, this holy union between two people who are one before him. And now it's become just this cheap 
you know, thing that everybody just does with everybody. Yeah. And you know one thing I've noticed about with purity that nobody really preaches about um, or speak about it as much. Sometimes when we hear purity, we think about it on the aspect of what we can't do or is going to seem negative. But, and this, how my mindset is now currently in this season and this year, with purity comes protection. I don't mm. think many people realize that. Like, even though, of course, I can't have sex with the girl who I'm envisioning in my head, but I know that if I got involved with her, I could possibly end up with a baby and we weren't compatible. Or me being involved with someone who has trust issues and now we're locked in and we're seen together and we get married because that seemed like the right thing to do at that time. Like with purity, it comes protection. Um, with purity, you're able to make good decisions and you're able to see like it's, it's turning around for your good because you don't know where that rabbit hole could lead to if you decided to pursue something with somebody because like right now i'm seeing i'm thinking about someone who i thought about um dating at the time and then of course you know um by discernment and the holy spirit revealed to me that person was not for me now me and her were cool we're friends i'm seeing how she treats other men who she's dating like how she cusses him out um doesn't respect him um i'm and in my mind i'm thinking oh that could have been me if I went and followed my flesh and went deeper into it. So there's really protection in how it really could have been worse. And so I'm seeing the beauty behind purity. Looking at that bullet right now, I'm like, whoo, I'm glad that didn't hit me. <laughs> but no, you're right. I love how you said that purity is protection. And we don't look at it that way. And a lot of times we look at purity and things of that nature as, oh, this is just an, a rule being enforced and pushed on me that I didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. But it really is there for your own good. Like, that's something we don't really get a lot of times is this is for our benefit. Mm -hmm. God isn't doing this to punish us. He's doing this to protect us. He made these rules in place because it was for the better good of our lives. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. And it's like any good parent sets parameters in protection for their um, child. Not It's not because he wants to have fun. Like, that's not what it is. It's just like he knows the damage that can come with it. And like, Mike, let's be honest. How many times we've got in two situations and we did get into trouble and like that, that's really what the bigger thing is it's like it's not like god doesn't want you to do it it's just the fact that he knows nothing good is going to come from from this now we all got free choice you know you can do what you want to but it's like i'm doing this out of protection i'm trying to protect you to make sure you don't get damaged or hurt or we get into something it doesn't go the way how we ended and we come out bitter and angry and depressed and that's more healing God has to do. Um, I think I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, God would rather protect than to heal. 
Because mm-hmm. even though even though you're gonna do what you want to do, God says, "I love you enough to not only give you the instruction on what not to do and what to do, but even if you do decide to go through it, I'll still be here to help you pick up the pieces." Come on now. And it's like, and like I said, God doesn't want to. He doesn't want to there be there to pick up the broken pieces. Because like I said, for me, me personally, I know I've been in situations where. I seen the red flags. I seen what not to do, but me being dumb and you know following my cocoa heart, I seen that I left out broken and damaged when all that could have been avoided. Like how you said, Mike, when the first few weeks, when you know you and that person are not compatible, you're not gonna work out. So that's really where with purity it, it comes with that. It gives you that ability to see that person and the fruit that they bear. So you can't stand firmly on your faith and say, oh no, I can't be with that person because they're going to hinder my faith and we're not equally yoked. So with purity, there's definitely protection. So with dating, that's why it's so important to have that. Because um, like I said, even though um, when you're dating as a Christian, even though it is abnormal, you're going to feel like an alien, even though you're not walking with the in crowd, but just know that you're walking in a walk that is ordered by the Lord and that it's protecting you. And like I said, every no, you are one step closer to the person who God wants, who has ordained for you to be with. And yeah, that's, and I'll say that's like how I'm seeing dating now, Mike. Like I'm starting to see like, it's, it's all about the kingdom. And it's like, before I used to see relationships, and dating just on like on just the romantic level like just having that body there in the campaign but now like the more i'm starting to see purpose and how much um can come out of being with just a christian couple and being able to build the kingdom of god i'm like oh it's a bigger purpose more than what than just a feeling i want to get for somebody Plus, like I said, when you're on a purpose, God will not put you with a person who is not equipped enough to handle your calling. Oh, my goodness. So very true. So that's one of the things that um, and I, I know I've told you this before. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, right, mm-hmm. where there have been multiple women and I would be like, oh, she's got to be it. She's got to be the one. I got to talk to this one. Right. And it's been a couple of times where the Holy Spirit's told me, nope, not her. And I was like, man, but like, why God? Like, she's, she's, she's a woman of God. I see it on her. I see it from her actions. Like she's the one who volunteers. She wants to pray and everything when we're together and things like that. All of this nature, right? Like, why can't I pick her? And sometimes we don't understand. It's not enough just because they're a woman of God and they're, (laughs) you know, they're holy, whatever. Right. Sometimes unequally, you can be dating within the church and still be unequally yoked. And the way he showed me was, he said, everybody, and people don't like to hear this, but everyone's been called to the same level. And what he told me was, you, the woman who's going to be with you has to be able to deal with the attacks. They're going to be associated with with marrying you she's gonna have to be able to withstand the pressure 
of what the enemy is going to send after you guys' union because of the purpose on your life. So I can't just put you with anybody that's in the church. I have to protect my daughters as well. Mm. Because all of them weren't built to be able to handle what you can handle and what the enemy is going to be sending at you because of who you are. And so I had to have a special one who's there to be able to handle that. And what does that look like? A lot of times we think, oh, well, that means she has to be like a pastor, too. and She has to be this and this. But that's not necessarily true. She's going to be able to handle it spiritually and the things that are going on. But it doesn't necessarily mean that she's called to be a prophet or she's going to be an apostle. She's going to be a pastor or something like that. Right. It's just about the way the person who she is. So everybody wasn't necessarily made to be like that. And so that's why even in the church, like you have to be careful who you date. Don't get sprung over somebody and just jump into a relationship and a marriage because I've seen church folks get divorced. Great church folks, all holy together, holy separately, you know, holy before they got married, got married, were there for a few years, sometimes like 10. It's not working. They couldn't handle it. Something just wasn't right. They weren't right for each other. Get divorced, still holy, still friends afterwards. And people find their person they're supposed to be with that shortly after. So don't necessarily be discouraged because maybe you're like, man, like, why can't I find a wife and I'm dating and it seems like every time, you know, something's going on, it seems like God's telling me no. Sometimes he has to not just protect you, but he has to protect his daughters as well. And you have to understand that. Yes, God gives you a choice on who you're going to marry, right? That's here's this is a common thing that everyone likes to say. And they a lot of the times are like, oh, I'm waiting on God to bless me with this person and this person. He's going to send this person to me. Right. God is not about to force you to get married to anybody. That's an unpopular thing that people don't want to hear. Everyone thinks that God's just going to send this soulmate. And there was only one person that God made that I can be with. Right. God is going to present you with options. He's not going to force you to marry anybody. And think of it this way. You have free will. So why would he? he he's not going to force who you marry. Because you have free will to choose who you want to be with and who you want to yoke yourself with. He's going to make suggestions. He's going to bring you people. He's going to bring when you're ready. There are going to be options brought before you of this person versus this person versus this person. But he's never going to just straight up choose your spouse and be like, hey, this is what you have. There's no other choice. This is who I created for you since birth. And this is it. There was only one. And it rides on if she's going to behave and if you're going to behave and you guys get together to that point. And if one of y'all screws up, then neither y'all, the other person doesn't get their blessing of a mate, a spouse. This it's not how things work. So you have to be able to identify that. And for me, it's just like, yo, trust the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's so important that we develop a relationship 
a close relationship with God first before we decide to pursue a woman as men. Because one, we have to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and it pertains to that. And two, we're called to lead. So if you don't have a good enough relationship with God on your own, where you can't hear and figure and figure out what he's saying to you, you don't hear what he's saying. The Holy Spirit does. You don't sense what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Then how are you going to do it in relation to what you need to be telling her? Because when y'all get married, you become the prophet, priest and pastor of that house. Of that marriage, of that household. Of the as the prophet, you're supposed to be able to hear the word of God for her in her life. You're supposed to be able to prophesy as the priest. You're supposed to be able to teach her as the pastor. You're supposed to be able to protect and cover her. Like you can't, if you can't do that for yourself, don't go looking and messing up these other young ladies lives by trying to get in a relationship before you're ready. So I guess the last thing I'm saying right now about dating is don't date until you're actually ready for marriage. And one of the things about being ready for marriage is not just, oh, I'm ready to be married emotionally or mentally. You need to be ready to be married spiritually. And that's one of the reasons I haven't dated in a very long time, Rodney. Even when I got back in church and I was like, all right, man, I'm watching these relationships and these marriages happen and it keeps getting prophesied to me. David's prophesied it to me. Apostle Val's prophesied it to me. Even Shekinah prophesied it, something about it at one point. But I'm not. I wasn't actively pursuing. Why? I recognized at that point, especially like two years ago and last year. I'm not ready for that. I'm still developing my own relationship with God. I have so much that I feel like I need to, I can improve upon so much deeper that I can go. Why would I try to get with somebody right now? And I don't feel like I'm at a point where I can lead her effectively the way I would need to. And yes, there's going to be times of growth. You're never going to be perfect at hundred percent. But you know when you're too far off. You know when you're still making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again and trying to figure out why I keep can't get out of this cycle and whatnot. Or, yo, these seasons just keep happening to me and it seems like God's trying to teach me something, but I don't hear what the message is like. Work on yourself first. And I know it sounds cliche because people say it all the time, like, Oh, just work on yourself and this and this and this. But no, it's serious. Work on yourself. Like, let that happen. Let the let let your self be developed before you try to jump in anything with anybody. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish at all. Don't sit here with the ego, the egocentric thinking and only think about yourself and it's about you you have to also think about that woman you have to think about her because if you get into a relationship and you're not ready but you're just so in love with her she was expecting someone to lead her she was expecting for you to have certain things done already spiritually and emotionally 
but you didn't do them and you put on a facade and she couldn't see through it because you know what you're doing you know how to hide it but then you guys get into a relationship let's say y'all get married now right not even married right let's just say y'all dating and y'all been dating for years and now y'all get engaged and now the engagement's thrown off because some things finally come out because god goes whoa you're not ready so he goes i'm about to reveal some things to show you not ready and now let's say you just she spent and invested three years into this relationship and just to find out that you still have major issues that need to be worked out you didn't protect her right there you weren't looking out for her you were just looking out for your own interest and by doing that you've hurt her you set her back you've delayed her you might have cost her the man that guy was trying to give her and a lot of the time stuff like this that time that is a valuable commodity as men we can our value actually just goes up over time right so just talking about value real quick don't want to get all kevin samuels on y'all but (laughs) as men our value does increase over time the older we get as women though their value decreases for marriage over time it's good in their 20s but once they hit 30 and they're not married and looking for a man you know how hard it is for them to get married because as men what do we look for we look for youth we look for beauty we look for suitability we look for fertility we look for who can be a mother to my child and bear my children we're looking for that in the 20s so fellas if you waste her time let's say she's 27 when you get with her and you just wasted three years of her life and now she's 30 she can't just go out and just start over because now she's got to heal and take time to herself first she might be doing that for a year then she gets back out there and has to do another three years with somebody before she gets married so before you know it now she's 34 getting married that's hard mm-hmm. dudes don't see her the same way anymore now her her options start to shrink you know and we might say oh well you know god's gonna provide her with a husband but again god's gonna send options and the options he was trying to send she didn't see because she was enamored with you now again i'm not saying this to say it's all your fault if you know the situation like that happens because believe me guys i am not the person to do that i definitely believe in women taking responsibility for their own actions and a lot of stuff they do that's again not going to get into all that right now (laughs) but point of the matter is make sure you are ready emotionally spiritually uh financially right mentally make sure you are ready to receive a wife before you go out there looking because there's going to be some things that god's going to be trying to work out with you first before he's going to give you or you know start showing you options and saying this one and this one are okay and you can try to do this one start talking to this one right and that's how we get out of the will of god too because one thing is listen god's going to respect who you choose he's going to respect that choice and honor that covenant even if it's someone that he didn't tell you to get with that you know you weren't supposed to be with 
So that all saying, that's that's all being said now, because I know I just went off the rails on a little tangent, is when it comes to dating, especially as a man, take your time, date for purpose, and don't jump into anything. And please, oh please, fellas, leave out sex, because even if we're not talking spiritually, it does not benefit you to be having sex before marriage and catching feelings or end up getting a child out of wedlock especially as a man that's that can cause you some financial ruin especially if it happens early on like fellas let's just be smart out here please do please do please do i don't want to see none of my kings out there in a situation that could have been avoided that can really put a hinder on him for the rest of his life so yes make wise decisions and always remember the bible says that he who find a wife find a good thing so that means that if you're looking for a wife you have to become that husband first so right now in this season right now make the intentional decision to be that husband status to be that high value man to be that king to be that standard and and, and speak that and pray that over you and receiving your heart that you are that godly husband you are that godly father and that you are getting your finances together that you are mentally spiritually physically emotionally and financially equipped enough to protect and provide for your family today starts that decision amen amen rest in power Kevin samuels hey rest in power (laughs) (laughs) i know listen listen this is this is where that ended up going for a few minutes so yeah I, I'm clear. I'm clear. I was, it was a few moments. I was like, oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm like, I'm trying not to, but, hey, we try to be real here. Like, mm, I mean, got to. Like, the real, that's where transformation takes place. It's like, if we sugarcoat things, no change in the world is going to get done. And more people are going to end up broken and hurt in situations that they were not supposed to be in. Most definitely. Yes, but this was a great topic. Um, I think dating was was dope, and I think for the next topic, um, like we should do like what to do while you are dating. Like, say if I did find somebody, what do I do? What what do I do while I am dating, and what do I not do while I'm dating? I think that would be dope um, for us to do one of these days. All right, I can dig it. Yeah, do's and don'ts of dating as a Christian mm-hmm. man. Do be respectful. Don't get the panties immediately. Immediately. <laughs> you said not immediately? No, you wait until marriage. We yeah, ain't immediately trying to... We ain't trying to do all that. No, we don't condone um, premarital sex. Right, well, yeah, we're not supporting that. Y'all just do right. Just do right. <laughs> yeah, just just do right. Look, just look, do, right. do what the guy, just, do what God told you. Just don't mess up. Yeah, go 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 to your Bible. Okay, there's plenty of stories in there of people that got caught up due to um, sexual misconducts. Or you know what? Perfect example is somebody being with somebody they shouldn't have been. Look what happened with Samson. That man was not oh, listening man. to God when it came to choosing a bride. Mm-hmm. And look how much it cost him. Yeah, Samson, um, David. David definitely messed up with that David one. had, yeah, David had some wandering eyes. David had a wandering 
but you a person who didn't um fall to his flesh but you know it still turned around for good was joseph yeah joseph and um and potiphar's wife yeah straight up sure enough um right yeah i mean woman came here trying to jump your bones and say come sleep with me he like nah i can't you belong to the king then he runs dang near naked <laughs> and let's Leave be honest fellas that ain't an easy situation to head dealt with you got this fine sister probably nice bronze or chocolate skin coming up to you mm-hmm. got the yams up you know yammied out smell right. all nice pretty and everything got right. money and all that all. yeah she come to you and she's like hey i know you work for my husband but i gotta i had i've always had a pool boy fantasy that ain't Not it ain't real. that ain't easy, but no, that's legit. Like, mm-hmm. bro, we got to do a podcast. We get, we got to do some Bible stories on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Because I feel okay. Let's, okay, yeah, we still do like the our, and we got to interpret it the way how our mind perceives it. Sometimes, like, we still give the context truth, but you know, make it a little like up to date, Roddy Mike terms. Like, hey, so this this how it is. This is what happens. We we can talk about crazy Bible stories and just go off of that. I agree. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a great podcast episode, guys. Uh, I know, like we might have ranted. I ranted a little bit, especially towards the end. But again, just letting flowing, letting the Holy Spirit do what He does, and you know, just speaking and informing on you know dating and what it means to date as a man of God. And no, Rodney's definitely right. We definitely need to do another episode of this about dating because there's so much that can be said. And we really only scratched the surface because we really only talked about what is dating and the purpose of it. And, you know, some of the ramifications of not doing it correctly. But like you said, Rodney, we should do another one about the do's and don'ts this time, next time, and really focus in on the do's or what you should be doing. Definitely, definitely. I think that'd be great a great addition to this because like i said this was a great one-on-one this was a great introduction and definitely getting the context of what is god's intentions for her dating so i think this was a great introduction for it for real yeah no doubt so we enjoy having you guys on this has been real i'm gonna go to sleep get up for prayer in the morning at the church and then do homework all day yeah same here i'm about to rest my legs it's been a long long day for your boy i mean you weren't out slinging a sledgehammer but yeah i mean you know i was at work you know at seven in the morning so you know it's you know oh seven i mean let me stop because i'm about to start and make this a competition (laughs) i have a problem with that i do like making things competitions i'm gonna beat you my day was harder like that's not a that's not a thing to brag about, sir. Right, I'm like sledgehammer. I'm like, okay, all right, guys. But anyway, this is the guy oh yeah. Well, I punched a <laughs> I punched a heavy bag <laughs> hard oh, yeah, enough yeah, to yeah. put a go hole ahead, and rip ahead. it in half. All right, <laughs> tell me what you did once on Mike, once on for the people in the back. Rocky, look look at this. I'm gonna be in a new Rocky movie. Except it's not gonna be called Rocky. It's not gonna be called Creed. It's going to be called That Warlord is Born. Oh, man. We 
new song to me. Guys, this dude was in the gym today. Like I say, he in the heavy bag. Nothing too heavy. So he sends me a picture. I'm at work. Why did this guy damage the punching bag and the stuffing in it was piercing out? I said, Mike. It was more than ripped in half. Like, it's barely hanging on, guys, while it's hanging there. And my personal trainer, who's a friend of mine, saw it. He was like, no, no. And I was like, well, I might as well finish the job. Just let me get a couple more shots. And he's like, no, I'm up for, promo- I'm up for promotion, and you're destroying gym equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's not my fault. I mean, listen, <laughs> it, it probably needs to be replaced. Look, look, I said right. This. I'll say this, looking at the brand that y'all was at, I'm not going to put what type of brand it was, but let's just say if you was at the higher level of that um, place, I don't think that would have happened. Fam, it's LA Fitness. It's an LA Fitness heavy bag. So if anyone's been to LA Fitness, anybody that's a boxer knows, like, or a fighter, you know, a real heavy bag Mm -hmm. is going to take a whole lot of abuse, right? Even the small heavy bags, right? But LA Fitness heavy bags are not... They're not made for actual fighters or anyone who's had training as a fighter, right? So with me going through there and doing what I did, it wasn't made to hold up a heavyweight striking the bag like I'm trying to, you know, put down an opponent. Obviously. It it wasn't made for that. So, yes, while it's nice and it's cute and I'm sending pictures and I'm like, ah, I'm the man. At the same time, you put it into context, yeah, that wasn't made for that. If I'd get on a real heavy bag, I would have broke my wrist swinging that at that thing that way without any rap. Anyway, stalled enough. Uh, <laughs> as usual, guys, like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, we have social media pages, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter sphere, and I think that's it. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's it. Yeah, you and YouTube head. pages on YouTube pages on the way, guys. YouTube pages on the way. It's kind of hard to do YouTube right now while we're remotely recording in different states. When so to be honest, guys, a constant YouTube of a video of these podcasts might not even happen until next year if we're being completely honest with you guys and i know a lot of people consume these things via youtube and we're working on it It will it will happen eventually just be patient and enjoy the podcast and the audio content that it is now yeah all right we'll see y'all later see y'all on the next week's episode we love y'all stay blessed stay highly favored just know that you are a man of god and there's nothing nobody can tell you different Yeah. Love, peace, hair grease. Hey, love, peace, hair grease.